welcome to the second episode of the Harvest Word Podcast. This is Cliffing Gad Voice. It has been a number of weeks since I recorded the first one, and there, part of the reason for the delay between that episode and this one is because I wanted to gauge the response to the first episode, both in terms from what I heard from the Lord, also in terms of you know, what kind of uh, response it got, both in terms of how many people listened to it and if anyone had any, uh, you know, re- questions or a response to that. Uh, but uh, uh, what I'm hearing from the Lord is that He wants me to continue. I'm not going to commit at this time to how often I'm going to record these. It's certainly, uh, my priority is to certainly uh, cover those topics uh, which the Lord wants me to and and just however he wants me to. Um, it is, however, still my hope that I will be recording these about once a month. And, but if the Lord wants me to accelerate that, uh, I certainly will. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first one, please go back, listen to that, and listen, then come back and listen to this one. In regards to uh, this podcast, uh, as I explained in the first podcast, the, the name of this podcast, Harvest Word, is based on how the Lord, uh, what the Lord said in Matthew thirteen thirty nine, where He called uh, the end of the age the harvest, and that's the the focus of this podcast, um, taking a biblical, uh, both in terms of the word and prophetic viewpoint of the end times of the imminent return of Jesus Christ. Now, when I say imminent, I I personally don't believe it's going to be tomorrow, next week, next year. However, we are certainly living in the last days. Um, certainly, <laughs> uh, everyone knows that the world has uh, turned a corner. Uh, things are not the same as they were. And it is my belief that they're not going to co- quite go back to the way they were ever again. I will cover that particular topic a little bit later and also in future podcasts. So Matthew thirteen thirty nine. that's kind of where I got the name for the podcast for. But I want to talk about my specific calling. Um, and, and, that, and it's not from Matthew thirteen thirty nine. It actually comes from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5. I was simply reading my Bible. This was back in 1993. And the Holy Spirit emphasized these verses to me as I read them in a way which... Uh, if you read your Bible regularly and you have the, the Holy Spirit highlight things to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But even uh, what I would call a normal kind of Holy Spirit highlight, this was maybe a hundred times that. So I knew it was very important to the Lord. And over the course of time, uh, I understood that the Lord was calling me into ministry. Now, there is a difference between being called into ministry and actually being commissioned into ministry. And perhaps I will... Uh, talk about that more in depth at, in another episode. Um, so I want to go ahead and read those verses, and I want to talk about what they mean and what they don't mean. And this is, again, this is Second Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing in His kingdom. And then again, that, that's an emphasis on an end-time ministry. Verse 2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, 
They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. So that's quite a chunkful. Uh, again, there's an end time component to that. But I want to focus on words like reprove, rebuke, exhort. So here's what that doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is that I follow ministers online or however, or visit churches uh, and tell them what they're doing wrong. Okay, that's, that, that's not what the Lord has called me to. What he has called me to is this, and you know, and this is my this is where I'm at right now with it, is that if I hear a teaching, if I hear something, you know, social media, uh, TV, radio, however, however it comes to me, if I hear a, a false teaching, and the Lord highlights that to me, and then I pray about it, and I say, okay, Lord, what do you want? Do you want me to say something about this? And he says, yes or no. And if he says no, then I'd leave it alone. I pray. But if he says yes, then I address it. I don't address the person or the ministry by name. I, I address the, the teaching itself because <laughs> it, that's just, that, that's the Lord ha- has me, that, that is how the Lord is going to have me do this. I know that there are some people who think of themselves, you know, they hear a, a particular person or a particular ministry and they feel like that, that person is wrong and they will make it their ministry to attack that other ministry. And I'm just, that's not what I'm about. So I, and I want to clarify that because in the reason, one of the reasons I'm clarifying that is because there, I did have a question after the first episode wherein I called out uh, a couple different ministries that had prophesied about the end of COVID-19. And it turned out that those prophecies were wrong, and I was. And basically, the question was, why did I do that? What benefit was there? And so, so number one, I wasn't calling them out specifically. I was using them as an example because I did not name them. Now, if you are in the charismatic Christian movement and you heard that podcast, you may know who they were. But again, I'm not going to call them out by name because I'm not addressing them them personally. I'm addressing how they conducted themselves. And the reason for that, okay, is because there's a lot, there seems to be a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, uh, both in charismatic Christianity about, well, who's right, who's wrong, but also for the parts of Christianity who don't normally practice the gifts of the Spirit, because they're going to hear things, and they're going to be confused, they're not going to understand. So, I'm going to pull an example from Scripture, okay? This is from 2 Samuel 7. David hasn't expressed a desire to build a temple for the Lord. And at the beginning of this chapter, he's discussing this with Nathan the prophet. And Nathan the prophet says, Hey, the Lord is with you. Go up and do all that's in your heart. In other words, he says, Thus saith the Lord, yes, go do it. But then there's a problem. Because that very night, the Lord comes to Nathan and says, Hey, tell David it's not for him to build my temple. And and I'm speaking to all of the people who propagate this idea 
that if a person calls themselves a prophet and they make a mistake, that they're a false prophet. That's not true because we have a biblical example right here where, where, a per, where the Bible calls a, perfin, a person a prophet, Nathan, and he made a mistake. Okay, It's not about the person. It's about what they say. And again, like I talked about in the first episode, there is scripture that says if a prophet prophesies something and it doesn't come to pass, don't fear them. Okay. In other words, don't, don't, don't listen to them. Okay. But here we have an example where we have a prophet who is, <laughs> who was, uh, his ministry is a personal ministry to the king of Israel and he makes a mistake. Now, the Bible doesn't record what Nathan did with that. Here's what I know in general what Nathan did. He went back to David, and he went and said, I made a mistake, king. Now, David could have responded a number of ways. He certainly could have said, well, you know, you blew it, you missed it, you're out of here. And quite frankly, King David had every right to have Nathan stoned, but he didn't. King David was a man of, uh, after God's own heart. He understood that people made mistakes. And I mean, and we know what happened to David, but see, this episode with Nathan, this particular episode with Nathan actually happens before the incident with Bathsheba. And if you jump down to 2 Samuel 12, that's where we have this incident incident with Bathsheba, okay? And oh, who is the prophet that the Lord sends to rebuke David? Nathan. And here's how I know that Nathan repented, because God continued to use him. In fact, God used Nathan to uh, send one of the strongest rebukes to, to King David, for sure, and to probably many of the kings of Israel. Not every. There were some stronger rebukes. But certainly, it was a situation where, you know, Nathan had to be sure that he was hearing correctly from the Lord. And he, the Lord was able to use that because Nathan repented of his mistake. The reason I'm going into all this is, number one, I had a question. Why did I call, call them, them out? Well, because they did not repent. And so people need to understand both if they know who those people were specifically or somebody in general going down the road. If you have someone who is prophesying things and they don't come to pass and they don't repent, you need to ask yourself a question. Is God really using those people? Because here we have a biblical pattern of what is supposed to happen if a prophetic person or a prophet, yes, there are prophets in this modern day, if they make a mistake. They are allowed to make mistakes. Just like Peter, as an apostle, was allowed to make mistakes. He, he needed to repent, certainly. Part of the problem, and this is another issue that the Lord wants me to talk about, is that people get into following personalities. They get they they will they will like a particular prophet, they will like a particular minister, or even they will like a particular pastor, they will like a particular church or even denomination. But see that's going to lead us into error. Okay? And Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 3 where he says, I hear some of you say that oh well, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of Peter. And he says, is the body of Christ divided? And he goes on in chapter 3 and says, why are you giving glory to man? Give all glory to Christ. 
we need to become Christ followers first. Yes, we are supposed to be part of a local body, but we're never to be at a point where we don't ever question what we're hearing coming across the pulpit, coming, you know, what we're hearing being taught in podcasts or videos or teachings. We need to constantly question, okay? We need to be like the Bereans. We need to go back to the Word and say, well, is what they're saying truly in the Word? And does it actually meet sound biblical hermeneutics or biblical interpretation, okay? And, oh, yes, by the way, we're in the New Covenant, and we each... Every Christian believer has the Holy Spirit. We have discernment. We have wisdom. First Thessalonians 5 says, Despise not a prophetic utterance. Cling to that which is good. In other words, discern which is good and cling to it. One of the seven letters in the first you know, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, I forget exactly which one, Jesus commends a particular church. Why? Because they have discerned that, hey, these people were saying that they were apostles, and they're not. All that to address some things, um, answer some questions perhaps, and think about how we are going to use discernment in the future. Both, we're going to give grace to people who make mistakes and repent but people who continually make mistakes and don't repent, who just are, you know, have shown themselves uh, for whatever reason to not be repentful, that we need to be careful, okay? We need to not give these people our attention or our money because people become enamored of them, of a personality or a style. That's how these people continue, okay? Instead of we need to use the wisdom, the, the word that God has given us, and the Holy Spirit wisdom that he's given each one of us. I'm going to switch gears here now and go into something that the Lord has highlighted to me in the past couple weeks. I was doing my, my normal Bible study, and the Lord highlighted a verse to me, and I, I, shared, I shared it with a, a private group that I'm in. Uh, I didn't share what I'm about to share with you because when I shared it with him, I had only uh, what I would say, call a partial revelation. And I'm not going to say that I have a full revelation, but I do have enough to where I sense from the Lord that he wants me to share what I'm about to share with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to set this up for you. Uh, the verse, just one verse in Genesis. So Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers and he has told them to, you know, go back and to get Jacob, their father, their brothers, wives, and kids, all and all the stuff, and all the, you know, the servants, the animals, everything. Just go back and get it. This verse stuck out to me both, number one, because the Lord highlighted it to me, and because, you know, I've honestly never heard anyone teach on this. But this is Genesis chapter 45, verse 24. So he sent his brothers away, And as they departed, he said to them, this is Joseph speaking to his brothers, do not quarrel on the journey. That's it. Do not quarrel on the journey. In the more immediate context, um, certainly there's been a lot of controversy, specifically within charismatic Christianity within the last year. uh, There have been several issues that have come up that have divided people since COVID-19 has become you know, uh, an international, global issue. Uh, there have been many um, 
people in the church who have been divided over a lot of different issues. Is it from the Lord? Is it from the enemy? Do we wear a mask? You know, in church, do we not wear a mask? You know, do we even go to church? There are lots and lots of issues. And, you know, this goes back to Ephesians 6, where Paul says, you know, we, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And certainly there's been a lot of spiritual warfare going on over these issues, uh, even as people have taken sides on these issues. And certainly we don't need to be quarreling with believers over these issues. Again, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about meat and what I believe um, believe it's also what day people worship. And basically he says, look, you know what? Don't quarrel over these things. Don't quarrel over meat. Don't quarrel over what day you worship on. Let each person be fully convinced. So if, you're fully, if your faith level is convinced that you need to wear a mask when you step out the door everywhere you go, then that's your faith level, including going to church. If your faith level is that it's nonsense, I'm going to trust the Lord, then that's your faith level. That's your belief, okay? But do not, especially for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, do not condemn them for the way they choose to things. Because ultimately, they don't answer to anyone else except the Lord himself. So we need to take care and don't quarrel. Now, if the Lord gives you a certain revelation, certainly don't back down from that. But do it in a way to where you're just not quarreling with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't do it. I realize that there's any number of verses that the Lord could have used to give me this message, to highlight this issue. Why did he use that one? And this is what I have from the Lord. And you need to think about the larger context. Like I said before, I think that most people would agree that the world has turned, you know, history, we've turned a corner with COVID-19. There are just some things that will never be the same again. Even I know unbelievers who, who can sense that. And in the same sense, the moment the Lord sent Joseph down to Egypt, there was a change. And, and, and here's what I'm going to get to, okay? In this specific instance, there was a famine in the land. Joseph had been used prophetically to bring this message to the king of Egypt. You know, they prepared. But nobody else had this preparation. Nobody. Not even Jacob and his family. Okay? The Lord did not warn them. Why? Well, the Lord had a purpose. Okay? For his own purposes, the Lord wanted Jacob and his family in Egypt. He, this is the manner that he chose. He chose a, a period of hardship. We've seen that you know Joseph's brothers were argumentative. Okay, They didn't get along with each other. They certainly didn't get along with him. But at this point, just, just stop and think about it. Okay, this two years of famine have gone by. They've been stressed out. Okay, they've been worried about food, worried about feeding their families. They're having to go to Egypt. Uh, and then, you know, this whole, you know, incident where Joseph tests his brothers. They're stressed out, okay? They are stressed out. Not uncommon to the way many believers are stressed out right now with with all the changes, with all uh, with all this, you know, where is God in all this? What, what's God's purpose? What's God? What's God's reason? God has a reason for things being the way they are. Okay, they're getting us someplace where we need to go. 
for some of us, we're moving physically. We're, we're changing where we live, or we're changing a job, or we're changing where we're going to church. Okay, There's change involved, and that stresses people out. There's uncertainty involved. That stresses people out. And when people are stressed, we're inclined to argue, especially with those that are closest with you. In the story, you know, Joseph knew that his brothers would be stressed out and they would still be like, well, you know, it was your fault. No, it was your fault. And Joseph wanted to cut past all of the blame and say, look, don't quarrel. This was of God. God sent me ahead of you and prepared a place for you. There's no, there's no time for blame anymore. There's no time for, there's no reason to, to argue anymore. Just like Joseph, the Lord has gone before us and he's made preparations, okay? We may not, we, even as you're listening to me, you may not know what that is. And that's okay. Okay, because there are things in my life which I'm set on a certain course and a certain path. But I don't know, I certainly don't have all the answers, okay? And I know it's very easy in this time to pick a battle, pick an issue, and just swing at anyone who disagrees with you. I, I've been there. I, I've had some of those discussions. But the Lord has, you know, the Lord gave this to me. And I'm like, wow, okay, Lord, I'm sorry that I've done that. But also in the context, the famine that was used to get them to Egypt was only temporary. By this example... I certainly have a strong belief that the, what the Lord is saying by using this specific verse in this specific place, this specific story, is that, look, this situation is temporary. Things are going to go back to a new normal, but this is not it. Because I've heard many ministers, I've, I've heard some pastors say, look, this is the new normal, get used to it. And there's just something in my heart, something in my spirit that says, no, it's not. This is temporary. Now, it may go on for a while. That famine lasted seven years. At the point of this story, it had only been uh, two years of that seven years. There were still five years to go. I had, I personally do not have revelation from the Lord about how long this is going to go on, how things are going to go. Um, I covered, I talked about Pastor Danny Coverstone's first dream about November in my first broad, uh, podcast. Uh, he's had some subsequent dreams about September. Uh, in October, I suggest you look him up on Facebook and listen to those. Uh, certainly worth your time. But the message that the Lord has given me to give to you right now is, look, let's not quarrel with our brothers and sisters in Christ over all these different issues. Okay, This is a season of transition. This is the Lord shaking things up. He is allowing this deliberately. It is for our good. It is for our benefit. It's uncomfortable. I get it, okay? Believe me, I understand. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters. We need to be praying for the Lord to uh, touch people's hearts and come to Him and receive salvation through Jesus Christ during this time of uncertainty, okay? We do not need to be quarreling with our brothers and sisters. And if that means that you go to a different church or if that means you say to a particular person, look, you know what, I love you, but right now we're just arguing, and so I'm just going to step back for a while. We can, you know, after a period, we can come back together, and, you know, in the Lord, 
and just have a reconciliation, but maybe just, maybe not now. Whatever you got to do, don't quarrel with your brother or sister in Christ over any of these issues, especially wearing a mask or, or should you even be going to church, okay? Yes, I have very strong opinions on those issues. Don't get me wrong. You can, you are, you can have an opinion. You can have a very strong conviction even. But for someone, a brother or sister in Christ who has a different conviction, don't quarrel with them. Don't browbeat them. You say what you have to say and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. That's about it. I'm gonna, I, I could go on, but as I sometimes do, I could uh, say the same thing a different way just to keep going. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave that here. Thanks once again for listening. I uh, just want to let you know that my the podcast is now listed on iTunes, on Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So you can find me there. Uh, if there's a particular service that has podcasts that you would like to see me on, please let me know. Otherwise, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. 